Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You guys, welcome to another episode of Just the Sip. My guest here today, I've known for almost eight years, 10 years. Um, I met her when I was working for Kyle Richards. She was a housewife as well. And she's probably one of the, next to Kelly Dodd, one of the most polarizing housewives out there because either you love her or you hate her, but no matter what, she's just gonna be herself. I'm gonna call her my friend, Brandy Glanville. I have a question, did everyone sign their consent form? Because this conversation is going to get a little dirty. Please welcome my favorite. Be careful there. Oh, second favorite. Okay. Second favorite housewife <laughs> of all time. Brandy Glanville, everyone. Welcome to Just a Sip. Thank you for having me. Can I drink now? Yes, you can drink now. Oh, you can drink now. Cheers. Whew, a little hungover, so this will be good. Had a rough night, honey? <laughs> yeah. So you're filming. <laughs> yes. Do not tell me if you're back, if you're holding a diamond. I don't want to know. I don't want to ruin it. I mean, like, I think I cried. I almost hit someone. It's getting real. It, it, I mean, it's, it's no joke, and... I forgot how stressful it can be. It's like a middle-aged women gang. <laughs> because I'm, people think you just show up at a restaurant, or they you think order it's a fake. lobster chat. Yeah, you order a lobster salad, you have a glass of wine, no. and they cover it, and it's fine, and that's what you guys do. But this is no. an actual job. This is a, this is your real life, and when people think it's scripted, I'm like, if it was scripted, that would be a blessing. Yeah. I, tell me what to say, because the that comes out of my mouth. I'm like, why did I say it? Why? Why? But I just can't help myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, hence the lawsuits and all the and the trouble I get into. But do you ever feel the pressure to say things because you feel like your job depends on it? Or is it because that's who you truly are? I, do, I personally don't, but I see some other women feeling like they got to get their foot in the game like they yeah. have they, they're not relevant this season because they're not involved in the fighting and that's when i feel it it's like it, it looks fake it looks fake because you, you don't care about this fight so don't don't get don't get into it yeah Do you know what i mean i i'm not getting in a fight with anyone that it doesn't if it doesn't involve me or someone i care about because the fight that you had with lisa vanderpump was real oh my i mean four hundred ninety three thousand hundred thousand dollars real you know what i'm saying yeah. it was real for me i'm 100 percent real on that show, are there people that I think, not necessarily on Beverly Hills, but fake in the it? franchise, in the in franchise, general. fake it for the cameras? Yeah. But this is, I'm happy you brought that up because I had a tweet. Where is oh it? God. Oh my God! You said something the other day, and I was oh, like, Ooh. oh, 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 yes. So you tweeted out, 
And you said, if you sign up for a reality show, any and all skeletons you have in the closet will come out eventually. You can't have secrets and expect to keep them ever. So it's just best to be honest and own it. As you know, there's somebody on the show that is, she's not being herself. She's faking it. And she has some skeletons in the closet. And guess what? They're out. It's coming out. I brought him out. Ooh, I, opened, I opened the closet. I was like, come <laughs> on out. Don't call me a liar because <sighs> I will ruin your life. Not ruin your life, but, but don't call me a liar because I'm not a liar. You're a liar. And I, I, do I sometimes defend myself too much? Yes, but it's a reaction. Yeah. I wish I didn't have it. This temper that You're I- You're a Scorpio. Yeah. The stinger comes out. I love hard and I fight hard. Okay, take me back to the beginning of you getting on the show, what was your expectation walking into that first day? And how did you, what did you think you were getting yourself into? I honestly was so wasted, I had no idea, but that's the <laughs> truth. Well, because I was going through a divorce and I was a mess and I didn't really know that much about the franchise. I saw like Orange County here and there. I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. What do you want? And they're like, well. Because you were a single woman. I was a single mom, I had no money and I, I don't have any talent, I mean, I had talent, but. I can't get paid for it. Well, I mean, maybe I could. <laughs> you but could get paid for it. I, I think in Amsterdam <laughs> you can. But no, I mean, like, what was I going to do? I had to hustle. Like, okay, I was doing anything and everything I could to just pay the rent. Yeah. Because we were, you know, our funds were being held up while we were fighting over custody. So I didn't have money. I had nothing. And when did you meet Eddie Sabrin? How old were you? I was 23. We met at Granville, a nightclub. And um, we... And then we were together for 13 years. Now, <laughs> look, Eddie Cibrian. He's hot. F***ing hot. Yeah. Is the sex as good as I think it's going to be? I don't remember. Wait. That is, I know that's wait, crazy. Wait, wait, wait. How are you married to someone for 13 years? I know. And you can't remember what the sex was like? It was, it had to be good. You kept I mean, on going had, back. I mean, it had to be good for a long time. But I mean, I, I remember like the size and everything was great. Yes. But I don't, like, I feel like I blocked it out because I, like, I, I see them now. I don't even see him. I, I don't, you don't see, see him, him as, as a sexual, sexual person. person. He's like the father of my children. We were just together at Thanksgiving and he's just a dude in the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's did like, you, did you ever think in a million years that you would be sitting at a Thanksgiving Day no. feast with Leanne and Eddie. No, I mean, it did take 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were together on Mother's Day. We all went out for dinner with his mom and her and myself. And it's what the kids want. And I will do anything for my children. Anything. And that's when they're the happiest. When we're all together, we're not fighting. They know that there's no bad blood. So I'm happy to... I don't have an issue with it now. Yes, but what... I mean, listen... We had seen the reports, we've read the headlines, we watched the show. There was bad blood between all three of you. And I have to say, I'm super proud to say that you turned it around because you did. But what was that moment? When did you say, okay, listen, I'm just gonna be the bigger person at this point? You know, I think I was fighting for so long, but the kids started to notice it. Before, I, they never knew. Because they were that, young. Yeah, they were young. And I, I've never said a bad word about their father in front of them, ever. But when What about they, Leanne? Well, nope. I didn't. I really would We called her, we call them Dolly and Kenny. That's our code. <laughs> Me and my book agent. We're like, Dolly's a little bit crazy today. You know, like that was yeah. our code. And they didn't know that for a long time. But then they started to kind of figure it out. I'm like, you know what? This is just ridiculous. And at a point, I realized I could keep fighting with her about certain things 
but they were never going to change those certain things. So why, just why? Yeah. I'm getting too old for this. I, I don't need it anymore. So like, you're always going to post pictures of my children for the rest of my life. And it's not going to change. I could fight with you for the rest of my life about it. It's not going to change. So you know what? Might as well be in the background of that picture. Done. <laughs> we have to I, move on. It, it's just, it's, they're too precious to me. And I'd like, I'd rather fight with middle-aged housewives that I don't really give a about. So for anybody out there who says <laughs> they can't be cool with their mother baby daddy and his new wife. Ta it takes, it takes time. It takes time. But why don't you write that book? Like, why don't you tell that story? Because I feel like- Well, I just started, girl. The, yeah, but the woman scorn right. is a very relatable story. There are a lot of women that go through infidelity. Yeah. What was a part, what was the hardest part about that infidelity for you to let go? I think, well, he was the love of my life. You know, I had kids with him and in my head, we had a perfect marriage. We had a great sex life, everything was great. So for people to think that we had because he was cheating, like, you know, afterwards, I was, oh, we had a really bad marriage. Can you imagine what was going on? I'm yes. like, no, we, we didn't. So that was, I feel like that was the hardest part. Like, I just kept on wanting to tell people, like, all my friends knew. They were in shock. Like, they're, we were Because it was our, good. Right. We were planning our next couple's vacation. Like, we were the happiest. They, they all told me I was crazy and that it wasn't happening. And they're like, you're crazy. But you know when you know as a Scorpio, you know. You know. You know. I was like, okay, okay, maybe I am crazy, but I know. And, and you, I and knew, you. and you know, I think it was just, I was just so broken and heartbroken and, and, and devastated and in shock really. Yeah. You know? Because you had this foundation and you had this love and you have these two beautiful kids and now the pieces of your life are totally broken and you have been reliant on this right. dude. Yeah. He was, he was the caretaker. He, I, I went to high school and then I modeled and then I met him and that was it. I, you know, I didn't have a skill set. I'm not that I'm not smart. I, of course, if I need to do something, I'll go figure it out. You just didn't have the out. traditional. Right. I, you know, when you fall into modeling at 17, it's not like you went to college. Yeah. You know, so my job was being a wife and a mom and I made breakfast, lunch and dinner. I got the kids to school on time, took care of the man. Like that was my role and I loved it. Yeah. And so when it, like the rug kind of got pulled out from underneath me, it was like sink or swim, bitch. Like, what are you going to do? So you got on the boat, which was real housewives I drowned, of Beverly I drowned Hills. myself first in some <laughs> wine. But, and then when that came around, yeah. I'm like, whatever you need me to do. Were you mad at Bravo at all whenever you got that phone call that you were not going to be on the season after? I, I knew. You know, you're waiting for the call to see. And I told... Because they keep you on pins and yeah, needles. Yeah, they wait until the last minute. People think, oh, you're coming back now. You don't know until right before. And I had this weird gut feeling... And I don't really know why. I told my agent, I said, they're not, I don't think they're having me back. And he's like, you're crazy. All of the dramas around you. I go, yeah, I don't have any friends. Like, there's no point for me to be there. <laughs> right? So if you yeah. don't have any friends, why are you hanging out with this group? So it, I literally had, Yolanda was leaving. That was my only friend. Kim was leaving. Those were my two friends. They were gone. The two allies that you had in the show were gone. gone. And you couldn't show your children. So why, why would I be in that group? I knew it. And I, I, was, I was scared but also relieved. I was like, I was waking up with a smile every day going, I don't have a job. <laughs> but I was happy for some reason. And... Then I realized I was just taking it all too personally. You know, yeah. it was it is it is a personal show and it is your life, but it's just not that serious. Yeah. Like So did you mind go back to the moment where I'm back where I started, where 
okay, I have two kids. I have this mortgage. I have, you know, nothing to my name. Like, what am I going to do next? So what was your, like, how did you move on from that? Well, at the time I had a lot of money saved. I'm not, I mean, I don't live fancy. I'm not a fancy person. You had the book. No, the you book, had endorsements. People think you make a lot of money from books. You really don't. But I had like, I had saved like half a million dollars. I had, I'm, I'm frugal. Yeah. Then the lawsuit came with that Lisa Vanderpump was involved with. Yes. And I lost everything. Everything. Have you guys <laughs> had a conversation since the last time you talked? I don't go to Sir and I don't go to Pump. So, I mean, those are the only two places I would, would think I would ever see her. Because you guys were really, really good friends. Were we? You loved her. I did. And you found some kind of safety in her the first season that you were on? I did. When did that turn happen? I feel like my therapist tells me I'm highly manipul manipulable. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, oh. I am like because I, I don't see it when it's happening. I see it after it's pointed out to me, but I found myself really doing things that I probably wouldn't normally do, and a lot of them had to do with Kyle, unfortunately, who her and I are friends now. And I was like, "Wow, I'm trying to ruin this bitch's life, and I don't have anything against her because this other this woman doesn't like her." For and it was all about a power struggle, like who's the queen bee? Yeah, like th there can be more than one. There's a high bitch. Like it's cool. Yeah. And then I realized it was just, I was literally doing, I was being mean for no reason. At other her. than, uh, towards Kyle, other than to, and Adrian. Yeah. And people that she just didn't, that she thought were a threat in her power, in her Queen Bee status. But when did you realize that you were being manipulated? Because, and then this is the thing, because you said, you know, sometimes I take things too personal. Yeah. I think that she was playing a game. She is the most strategic person I've ever met in my life. It, it is shocking. It was like every lit, there was nothing that was natural or off the cuff. Everything was planned. But when did you figure out that you were being manipulated? Season five. I mean, it took me a while. <laughs> it took you a minute. <laughs> because she was my only ally, and I really did feel like we were close friends and I was hanging out with them. But then I realized everything we did revolved around the show. It was. We're having dinner. We're having dinner at Pump so we can talk about what we're doing tomorrow on the show. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like, it was never like, hey, I want to meet your parents. It wasn't or authentic. like, bring the kids. You know, it was yeah. like. That's part of why <laughs> I secretly love her. Yeah. Because she's so strategic smart. and she's so smart and she sees this as a business. But I feel like in the last season, she kind of lost it all and it up but i think she's gonna make a comeback oh she'll be back she'll, she'll make a comeback she just had to quit before they fired her because she knew she wasn't going to the reunion so she quit on her terms before they fired her but she's gonna come back for that crown you're a successful woman you have a successful you. podcast yeah. you have a successful youtube series would you ever do a i love new york style or i you know flavor flave would you ever do one of those dating shows where men come yes and try to like get at you yes are you kidding in a heartbeat i don't know that that's Something that people want to watch. <laughs> I think people will watch it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. This is why I think people will watch it. I think a lot of people start over where they have a second chance at love, A. B, I think a lot of people love that you are so brash and you will say exactly what's on your mind. And I think people also want to see what kind of guys does Randy Glanville go for. But you realize, you know when you're, you start seeing a guy, you don't let them see that crazy for like three years. 
Oh no, I let mine out three months. Oh, so I, I like my whole thing was three years before you, you know, you like you you know, exactly. You don't let them know right away. But now I can't hide it because everyone knows because it's on TV. <laughs> so I like I can't even fake it anymore. And when people see me, they expect me to be like yelling and and doing. And that's not always who I am. Reality TV ruined my romantic <laughs> life. But. Listen, I'm able to provide, and I think I get dick. Like I, I'm good. You get I the just, dick. I don't, I don't, I can't keep it because I don't want. I like I'm getting younger guys, and I, what is that gonna do? I'm gonna be 50 in three years. Oh, I can't do the younger man. I know, but that's all that the only guys ask me out are younger. It's because you look the way you do. You're sweet, but I think it's because the older guys are dating girls that are 19. I hate that. It's what's happening. It's in Los Angeles. Yes. It's an infection. It is. The one thing that's f***ing up my game is that once you have bomb sex, mm. it's hard to accept mediocre sex. It 1000%. That's why I say when you're given a BJ, save your don't you do not lead with your best BJ. You do not you lead. Do not lead with your best with BJ. With the double hand twist. No, no, no. Somersault. You wait until things are on like a, on the rocks a little and then you break it out <laughs> and then you bring them back in. So, like, yeah, I got it all figured out. Wait. But I'm single. You can't leave with <laughs> no, it. No, you can't. You can't. You have no, nowhere no. to go but down. You can't show oh, them get finale. It, get it? <laughs> yes. You cannot show them the no. finale. You just got to show them it's in there when things are a little rocky. Yes. When did Every you start having sex? When did I start? Seven. I was on my 17th birthday. It was like, happy birthday. <laughs> you were a late bloomer. Yeah, I really was. I told all my friends because they were all, like, short and busty. I had no boobs. I was completely flat-chested, tall and skinny. I lived in the wrong area. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't, I was not cute. You know what I mean? You, you didn't, you didn't have the glow up yet. Yeah, well, it, it was just, I was a late bloomer. And um, I did get the cutest boy in our high school somehow, but it, it was on my 17th birthday and we it's were called just. called hormones. Yeah. But I, I, did, I don't know how it happened, but yeah, I just lied to all of them and said I was doing it before because I was embarrassed that I wasn't doing it. That you were the last man. Yes. What are you? I was 19. But I think, it, I don't know, I was, I was living out? in South Louisiana. I was kind of out, kind of mm. in. I hadn't really met anyone That's yet. I was also ugly it. as fuck. No, you weren't. Oh, my God, at 19, I was a mess. I was a mess. I didn't get it until I was 26. But your features don't change. So yeah, but I was like... You just weren't confident. You I weren't confident. I, I feel you. Like, you weren't I, feeling I wasn't, yourself yet. Exactly. You didn't know what you had yes. yet. Right. You had no idea. And when I got it, it was great. And he was... I was 19, he was 23, it was fine, and it was great, and we lasted for three years, and it wasn't wow. until I moved to LA that I turned, I was like 23, I met this guy who was like 46 and a freak, Oof. and that's and when They I know had, what they're doing at that age. They, they've, been, they've been with a lot of people, <laughs> and they know what they're doing. And I'm still talking about it in a therapy yeah. session because for some reason I can't let that sex go. You gotta block it out. You gotta block it out, but once you have, like once you have good sex, you're I know. But do you prioritize good looks, a lot of money, or good sex? Like, how in your three? Oh, where my, would you go? My, it's all about chemistry for me. And my last guy that I was dating was a waiter, and like I paid for everything, and that sucked. But he was amazing at what he was doing. Putting and, it down. Yes, like like crazy, and he was the man. You know, like I, he made me feel little, and I'm a tall, I'm a tall girl. Yeah. Like he was just throwing it around. Because broke dick is the best no, dick. Exactly. Because they have to prove exactly. something. Exactly. They can't pay for. Exactly. They can't put a deposit down on anything. Nope. That that credit card might get <laughs> what the credit bug. card? <laughs> yeah, right. But right. the dick go come through. Right. It, and that's the problem. Like they're either rich and can't, 
or broke and are really good at it so you can't get away from it and like i, I don't need a man to pay for me i'm not like i don't need a rich man yes. but i need him to pay for himself 100 percent. that's that's my thing pay for yourself don't worry about me because you're out making money and then they're sitting smoking pot watching movies that you know you're paying for all day on your direct demand yeah TV. i'm like who watched this like 5.99 it, i mean it all adds up it sounds stupid but then i get resentful and then i start to emasculate them and I see it. I'm like, I recognize everything that I do. I bet you're a master Oof. at emasculating a man. I, I'm, I, I get scared for them. What do you say? I, I can't. It has to be in the moment. It, like, it's just. Because you, you I, have I, knives in there. Yeah, I'm horrible. And you know it. Yeah. I mean, I can be. I don't, I don't like that side of myself. But when I'm starting to get resentful and I feel used, I can be mean. Like, mean. But I feel like it, you have to get pushed to Oh, that yeah, point. yeah. No, for sure. Like, that's the whole resent. Like, I was dating this really rich guy, and he really liked that I had a lot of social media followers, and he really liked to, the camera a lot. And when I started to notice that, I started to get bitchy. Because the thirst, nothing's worse oh, than, than the, the thirst. thirst. It's and you don't know. And how do you know anymore? You don't know. you don't know until you're in it. And then when you're in it and your friend's like, oh, it makes sense on paper. You're same age, age appropriate, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he likes my social media followers. He doesn't give, like, no. It's weird because the ones that you think won't like no, it. Right. Like it the most. End up loving it the most. And it's like, Bill, calm down. You're in finance. Like, right? you shouldn't. Because they're living vicariously through, through you. you. But it's also, would they be with you if you didn't have those followers? Or, or you weren't on Daily pop. Like, but that's the thing. It's like, that's you LA. Know? You never know. You have to just take the risk. But what came first? Did the monster like the game or did the game create the monster? I don't know. That is a great question. And that, like, we will never know. Would you ever give that guy a second chance? No, God, no. He, I, He's already moved on to other reality single moms. So like, now you know. Yeah. Now I, I, I told them. I'm like, girl, look out. But they they had to find out for themselves that it was... It, it's gross, and I that's like that another problem. You. I like that about you that you would give a bitch a heads up. You have to. You're like, watch out for this man. I have to. He is no good. Right? Like, I'm, you've been warned. Here are all the receipts. You've been warned. If you want to go that route, that's on you. But also, don't come to me when you break up. I am not part of the breakup package. It's not happening. No, don't call me and be like, oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not part of that package. I gave you the warning. You don't get me in the divorce. Done. Done. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's the best sex you ever had? Oof. I dated a professional athlete for a while. I will say he was a basketball player. Real good. Yeah. Was he a black man? No, but I, I did. I have dated two black men. And I well, I did date this one actor that was black. That, that sex was, he had specially made condoms. It was ridiculous. Okay, you're going to write his mother number yeah, down. You know, you, know, you know exactly who. I'll tell you after. You know exactly oh, who he is. Oh, my God. What do you mean? Oh, Specially so made condoms. Was it that big? Yes. And it kind of destroyed my vagina because I just had it tightened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why 
couldn't you just have a normal sized penis? Because he was good at everything. It's crazy. It's like I like it to be proportioned to the person's body, but big enough to like big enough. I mean, I've dated short guys. I've dated everyone, basically. Like, short guys, Jewish guys, black guys, Mexican guys, Cuban guys. Like, you name it. I dated women. I've you dated it all. all. What was it like the first time you were with a woman? Um, amazing, actually. Did amazing. she pursue you or did you pursue her? It was mutual. And I, like, I had, I've always liked women and Eddie knew that and it used to drive him crazy. He's like, why do you give off so many lesbian vibes? I'm like, you know, like I made out with all my girlfriends in front of you. Like, what are you talking about? Don't men like that? Like straight men? He don't, did. He did like it until. <laughs> don't, don't you straight men like that? Look, look. Yes. Camera yeah. guys like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. He liked it until he thought I wanted it to be more like. Of a thing. Yeah. Like he was all for like, you know, waist up. Yeah. But yeah. PG-13. Yeah. Tell me about the first time you were with a woman. Um, I, it was in Europe, and I was modeling. And it, she, we lived in a model's apartment. Everyone's beautiful. She was, I think she was Dutch. I feel like she just had a really strong accent. That's what I mean by you and Yolanda connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. She's hot. She's beautiful. Beautiful. That's ridiculous. Um, but I think we were just, we were, I was drinking a lot and doing a lot of other recreational drugs at the time because that's what you do when you're in Europe and you're 19 and they're all in front yeah. of you. Like, I have no shame in that. But um, I don't know. how It just happened. We were living together. Like, we were legit living together. And she was just beautiful. And she was like, I need to be the girl in the situation. She was beautiful, but kind of like she was the butch. Kind yes. Of the, she was like the dude more. She had the more masculine exactly. energy. She exactly. was the top. Yeah, exactly. She was the top. Yeah. I mean, is there a top with women? I think there is like a... I call it big dick energy. Yeah. Like when somebody walks in and they want to take control of something. I definitely want, I'm always the girl. That's for sure. you always so the girl. I, yeah. But with a guy, I'm definitely a top. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. It's weird that you yeah. like flip it. Yeah. I guess at like some point we all want to feel like that damsel in distress, like a little, like a pretty little girl. Like, I guess we all want that at some point. It's because you trust women more. Yeah. That I, you let I yourself. Wish, that I wish you I let could be a full-time lesbian. I wish. That's the thing. You let yourself go with women and you let women you feel protected in the space, so you let them go about it. But with a man, you have to be in control because you don't truly well, women are loyal. fully trust. Women are loyal. loyal. I would love just to be in a relationship with someone I trusted. And doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. No, well, no, but generally the people that I really, really fall for are men. Now let me ask you this question. You have kids who are of the age where they're about to go through their hormonal moments. About to? Are, are going through their hormonal moments. Yes. How would you explain to them if they felt like they didn't know where they lied on the spectrum or if they were confused or if you had that mother's intuition right. that one of your sons may or may not be gay? So I was blessed with hippie parents. They literally, every gay man was sleeping on our couch. I got kicked out of his house. Mm. They were like, we don't, you know, like where do babies come from? Well, a woman has a vagina. A man, like it was just like straight up, here's all the information. So I kind of... I did exactly the same thing with my children. You kept it open. But yes, but it's a different time now. It, there's not a stigma that was back in the day when I was growing up, you know, 47. Back then, it wasn't as acceptable. Now, like, half my friend, my, my kids' friends are gay. Yeah. And they're openly gay, and that's at high school. And But that's not how I grew up. You, you weren't allowed to say you were gay when I yeah. grew up. And no, so sure. now it's, I mean, it's a conversation, but it's, they have it so much easier. Yeah. I mean, and all my friends are gay. So they, I'm like, if they want, if, if they were, they would just tell me. Yeah. You know? Because you have that open, yeah. that open moment. That is crazy that this generation has no they idea. They don't have any, the any struggle. idea. They have no clue. They'll never know the struggle. None. And it's shocking. 
I mean, I'm, I'm so happy for them, but I, I mean, we've come a long way. Yeah, we have come a long way. But too bad it didn't happen before. But I guess that, you know, we all have to go through that journey. But I feel blessed having kids now and yeah. not when my parents had them. Because people were getting kicked out of their house for being gay in my neighborhood. Like, it was not okay. It was not an okay place. What was it like having parents that welcomed? Like, what has that taught you in your life that your parents were so open and refuge, like, you know, help people who were on, on hard right. times? I mean, I think it just taught us compassion. Like, like that was that compassion with everyone. And, you know, for the longest time I wanted to dress like a boy, I had a short haircut. I don't know what I was doing, but that's, they were like, yeah, do what you gotta do. I'm, and now I look back, I'm like, why did you give me the bowl cut? Like, why? <laughs> why did, I, I think I was just rebelling because my sister was so girly and so pretty. And so I just wanted to be the opposite of her. But I feel like my parents were just like, yeah, you wanna wear that? Wear that. We went do to, it. Yeah, do, like, I got in so much trouble because we went to, a, we went to a Methodist school, a Baptist school, a Lutheran school, Every school that was religious, because all of our schools around us were like drive-bys happening, so they put us in every different religion. Where the f did you grow exactly, up? in Sacramento. Sacramento, same, the same street as Nina Parker. We grew up on oh, the street. No, girl, it was like Bloods and Crips, and then my white ass. That's crazy. Yeah. And you grew up modestly. Yes. And you supported yourself after you left home. Yes. What was that moment like when you felt like you had made it and you had the money and you had the lifestyle? This is so funny. Because I'm broke. Yes. Well, yeah. I started exactly. out broker. Right, of course. And now I'm broke-ish. Right. And at some point I'm going to be not broke. Right. And then I'm going to be successful. Yes. So I realized that I had made it, quote unquote, when my family came to town and we went to dinner and I ordered a bunch of appetizers. And my dad went, you've changed. I'm like, what? Because we never even went out to dinner. Yeah. And he's like, are you going to eat all of that? I'm like, no, it's for the table. But I realized, like, it really, like, they don't, that's not the lifestyle that we've ever lived. Yeah. And for me, they're like, you're going to waste food? Or you're like, oh, you're so, and then I became so Hollywood in their eyes because I was ordering appetizers. You were ordering appetizers. Yes. And, but I knew that I did, I wasn't worried about how much it cost on the menu. Or if it was going to all get eaten. Yes. I, like, I didn't care anymore. Like, even if we all just take a little bit, like, that was my fancy moment. And I had to have my dad call it out to me. I'm like, ooh, I am fancy. Did the money and the fanciness cause the rift between you and your dad? It, it did not help. Um, my dad and I always butted heads. I'm a middle child. Yeah. You know? Middle and Scorpio, too. Yes. And it's hard because... You know, everyone was walking on eggshells around him, and you know he's grumpy because he had three jobs and all of that. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk on eggshells around him. When he was an asshole, I told him he was an asshole. Like you don't talk to my mom like that. And I, like I just didn't conform. Yeah. And so we were always like this at each other's. Yeah. So, but you know, once I once I got married and he fell in love with my ex husband, they were best friends. All of a sudden, I was like his favorite child for a minute. I'm like. Who, who knew? I just needed to get like a, a hot guy. Right. Like, okay. Um, but, and then when we got divorced, it's so funny. Like, our fight started again. I think it's like partly because he worries about me. Yeah. And partly because he lost his buddy. Buddy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, you're probably also so independent that when somebody tries to like show you yeah. affection or love or like, let me help you, I think you need help. You kind of like, like, it's like, we near, yeah. near. Yeah. I do the same I, thing. I do not let people help me. That's no, a problem. We can't. I don't, I wish you could. It's so hard for me to even admit that I need it sometimes. That's why I feel like you're having a trouble finding a dude because you find the dudes oh. who you have to help. 
Yeah. You maybe. like a project. Maybe it's a control thing. It's a control thing, you top. Yeah. You're such a big f***ing top. Listen, I would love a hot guy my age appropriate to come in and be good in bed. And I don't want to get married to have kids, but I would like to, you know, live with someone down the road. Yes. I don't want to grow old alone. And that's what my biggest fear is right now. How long have you had that fear? It's been about five years. Do it is what it is. you that you went down that road? It saved my life. I didn't, I wasn't going to be able to take care of my children and pay the rent and, you know, give them just clothes and, and like the basics. Yeah. Like what was I going to do? I, I was going to wait tables. I thought about it. I thought about being a stripper. I was like, oh. I think you'd be a good stripper. I would. I think you would have yeah. been a bomb stripper. That's my fantasy is like to go deep in the valley somewhere and like do it for a week. Oh, do we have the same fantasy? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to I could my call my best friend right now and tell him what I want. I wanted to yeah. go go dance in Berlin every nice. summer, be the American, make a guap of cash, come back here, teach English. Right. You just want, you want to live it out. Like I want to live that fantasy. Oh, like, I'm going to be in a cage. Okay. I'm going to be in a cage oh, at the top. All right. I want to be on the stage, but like I want to be up here and you there, but I don't want it to be a gross guy. Like that, I feel like I would like to pick who would be there. <laughs> That's not how it works. A I know. strip club works. I know. So obviously we run in the same circles yes. and I just so happened to trip over and see you at the last Real Housewives all cast event where yes. the cameras were. That's how I found out that you were dabbling back into the show. Yes. You saw my microphone pack. I saw your microphone pack <laughs> and I was like, hello, she is back. What's it like after taking that break, going back into that arena that caused you so much stress? cause you so much psoriasis were you hesitant <laughs> or are you still in that fight or flight mode um i feel like because i've done so many other reality shows it was easier coming back in because in my head it wasn't that serious because you know the game now yeah i mean i think i'm i just i'm not taking things on as heavily as i did before like it's not that serious and i need to to my th i have a therapist now who i love he's just like who cares why do you care and i'm like you know what why do i care the online hate for a housewife is by far some of the nastiest because people truly think they know you because right. you you're open in their up, living rooms. you're in their living rooms and they're in your closet and, and it's, it's your real name. It's, it's not, your, you're not an actor. No, it's not. It's, it's you. Your, it's you. Yeah. And I feel like you guys have been so real and so intimate with fans that sometimes it gets a little bit much. Was there ever any time that social media came on your ass and you yes. couldn't handle it. Are you kidding? So, I mean, I think that was a huge part of my depression. I was over drinking. I was depressed. I was so obsessed with what everyone was saying on social media. They were so mean. And I, I only read the negative comments. I was not reading the nice things. And I obsessed over it. I'm like, everyone hates me. Everyone thinks I'm a drunk. Everyone thinks I'm trash. Everyone thinks... But at this point, because I have stepped away from social media to an extent, I'm, I'm not interacting with haters. I don't do it anymore. I don't need to. I don't need that in my life. I have like amazing people in my life, amazing children. I need to keep it positive when I can. But let me ask you this, because yeah. do you think that it's kind of sort of your fault because you have this, I don't give a f attitude. I'm, I'm strong. I'm going to say what I want. And people feel like they can come at you that way because you have presented yourself yeah. in that way. I try to remind people we're trying to entertain you, but it is real life. And so if you're signing up to have, have everyone have an opinion on you, you gotta take the good with the bad. You gotta take the good with the bad. And it's hard to do, and I didn't do it for years. I fought with everyone, and 
it it really I like up my antidepressant. I was a mess. I was so depressed. Cause it's deep. It's hard. People are like they want you dead. They don't want you. They they not just get off the show. It's like you're dead. Your kids should be taken away. You're a whore. It's like, huh? Okay. And I don't know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it, I mean like, you know, Kyle gets it too. She gets all the time. So much hate. And it's and we engage because we're good people and we want to tell people no we're good people i swear to god it's just that one thing that one time that you saw you know that's not who we are all of the time and it is highlights of our life it's yeah. not it's 42 minutes of seven different people so it's highlights it's highlights and it's hard because i feel like some housewives and some people on reality tv kind of sort of gas their fans up to attack other people oh, <laughs> I was shocked to see her at that party. I'm like, you left Twitter for long enough to be here? I'm proud of you, girl. Yes. You know, she ran from me. She wouldn't even come over. She was scared of me, which she should be scared of me because on Twitter she talks and then when she sees me on real life, she she didn't. I'm like, let's just have a conversation. Like let's we've always there. been friends. If you're real brave behind the, the computer screen, you got, if you're going to walk your walk, like walk, walk your walk, do it, do it in person. That makes me crazy. When people are like, da -da 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 -da, and they see you, are like, hi. I'm like, no, bitch. And you'll tap a bitch on the shoulder and be like, yeah. yo, what's I'm up? Like, let's talk. Let's talk. Like, we never had a problem. We were friends. Like, why are you coming after me? Right. Like, what are you doing? Damn. Yeah. I'm so happy that we got to talk and talk a little bit about your past and how you grew up because I feel like sometimes people don't know the full story and they haven't gotten your full story. And it's crazy, even when I go home to Louisiana, even when you and Kyle were in, like, the thick of it, you know, people would say things like, I can't believe that f***ing Brandy. Like, you guys don't really know her. Like, you, you were always sweet to me. Like, even though you and Kyle are best friends, you were always like, no, for sure. Really sweet. And but I appreciate I, that. I also knew, though, to be honest, A, the, the show was separate. You know, we no, were people first, right. and then that's your job. And I think a lot of times for me, I always knew that you were, I grew up with a single mother. Yeah. So I knew when my mom went out to work, I knew she was doing things that she didn't want to do. She didn't want to fry chicken at f***ing Popeye's <laughs> after working no. at a plant All for day? eight hours right. and then go to fry chicken. Like she no. didn't want to do it. She had to do you it because to. she had to, you know, fend for herself. And I feel like a lot of times I would always remember that. And I think Kyle would always say that too. Like, I understand this woman is coming here and like, this is her job and yeah. this is what she has to do. And like, you know, I think that wasn't shared with you or that wasn't in the upfront that she also felt the same way. She's very down to earth for like the way they grew up and being famous their whole lives. I feel like they are the most normal girls. Normal. Like it, it's shocking to me because people get caught up real quick here. And I can always tell you, and I've said this from a very long, from a young age, because my grandmother used to say it, you can always tell people by what their kids are like. Oh, for sure. And, and they're kids lovely. Kids are normal. Right. They're lovely. They're so polite. They have jobs. They go to college. Your kids are so polite and lovely. And they don't, they, they're tough and they're grit and they have like their manly. I wish they were a little tougher because they're like, they're, like, they're going to oh, get there. They think we live in the ghetto. I'm like, you guys do not know what the ghetto is. Like, just because there's an ugly apartment building across the street, this is not the ghetto. Because they live in Hidden Hills on their dad's time. I'm like, we don't live in, you guys, I, like, I want them to have a little more struggle. But, you know, it's, I mean, I'm not going to just move to the hood just to put Just to <laughs> give it to them. Right? But I wish that, I wish they were a little more cultured. But you know what? You remind them that they need to be a little bit more cultured. You can only do so much. I'm trying. And you're doing a good job. Thank you. Now, your son is 16 years old. Yes. He will be 18 in two years. If you are on the show, do you think that he would be a part of it? 
Well, I can tell you that their dad has said it's up to them right now if they want to. I don't know. Like, everything's so good. Like, if they wanted to, like, show up to a party with me and then go left, that's great. So, I mean, if they want to, sure, go ahead. But, I mean, they're not going to... They're not going to get in like front of the camera and be crazy. No. That's just not who they are. But I would like to see you as a mother in your kitchen having those conversations yeah. with your boys about girls coming over or, you know, things well, like that. My, I feel like my son's girlfriend's always at her house and she's beautiful and I'm very proud of him. That's amazing. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for taking this sit. Of course. So thanks for having me. Thanks for like the hair of the dog. You oh my God. It. No, I cured Woo. it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my oh, God. That was so fun. Vanessa, get your ass over here. <laughs> what did you think about that? I love it when people are super self-aware. Yeah. Like she's so self-aware and owns every single one of her, whether some people would call them a flaw or you know what I mean? Like she's like, this is who I am. She makes no apologies for it. Yeah. And I love a flaw bitch yeah. because I'm a flaw bitch. There's nothing worse than someone who tries to pretend like they're not flawed. For sure. And by the way, being on a reality show is not rocket science right but let me just let you know something when you go through six months of filming a tv show mm -hmm. and you get in four fights over that six months and at the end of that six months you have resolved all your issues and you have moved on and you can get out of the emotional toll then you sit your ass at home for three months thinking la 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 this is great my life is great and all of a sudden you have to relive the last six months mm -hmm. Not only with your own opinion, mm -hmm. but the opinion of someone else on the show, the five other women on the show, but also the five million people who watch that show on a weekly basis. That are trolling Those and commenting. Yes, and have 140 yeah. characters or less to let your ass know what they think. Yeah. No, that sure. is an emotional toll. It is one of those things, uh, like she was saying, you're not playing a character. So you're always playing yourself. And I think I would imagine the same pressure comes along with like being a host and being when you're yourself, you're Justin Sylvester, you're Brandy Glanville, like the criticism and the trolls and all that, it's directed at you. You can't ever hide behind a, a script or a bad director or a bad, you know, edit. edit or whatever. You're like, this is who I am. And now you guys are attacking like me as a person. Yeah. Which is a totally different beast than being an actor. Well, that's why I created the lady sitter because that bitch is shady. I'm not shady. <laughs> Justin Sylvester is, is not shady. La the lady, oh, that hoe. <laughs> she is shady. Lady sitter is shady as <laughs> But I think part of me gets to hide behind yeah. lady because what happens is, you know, everybody is multifaceted. Mm -hmm. You know, there's four sides to me. There's four different people who, I'm like Nicki Minaj. There's Roman. <laughs> There's Martha. You know, there's so yeah, many people that I feel live within me. And like, depending on who you are, you get a certain side. If mm -hmm. we're close friends and we are girlfriends and we're drinking wine, you're getting lady sitter. If you're a dude who I just met on the street, you're going to get Justin because I don't really know you. Right. If you're somebody who I work with in business, you're getting Jay. Jay is cool, but Jay is business. Right. There's just so many different sides to people that I can't figure out in my life why people think that you're one dimensional yeah. and i have that issue when i yeah. date in la yeah because everyone's like oh we see your show you're kind of like this like over the top flamboyant shady person i'm like no that's not who i am i'm gossiping right. with two other women right drinking wine
That's character. That's like just who you are. It's just part of who. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's amplified version. It's amplified, but yeah. it's also the side of me that comes out when I'm gossiping yeah. about people. Yeah, for you sure. Know what I mean? It's not your day to day. It's not my day to day. It's not the dude scratching his balls watching Law and Order SVU on his couch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't bring ladies sitter to watch Monday Night Football with all these guys right here when I'm right. watching a Saints game. Right. You One know? of the common threads we've heard on this show continuously, I almost feel like I should make a montage is Big of Dick? it. Is no besides oh. Big Dick. <laughs> I thought it was that. Is dating in LA? It's just hard dating here because people are always looking for the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And you almost don't also know what people's intentions are all the time, yeah. which can be a little rough as well. But also people just imagine that you are the person who you are on TV. And yeah. it's like, wow, I'm fighting th- three? One out of three, maybe. Yeah, I think dating in the limelight is probably a lot different than dating like as the normies anyway. You know what I mean? On top of it's already bad enough. Yeah, but it's easier for a normie. Anybody single in here? <laughs> yes, two people back here. Two, two. Let me just say, two. You swipe it on the app right there. Okay, you're swiping on the app. Okay. Also a, that that yeah. I, that was not around when I was okay. dating. So, there's a guy in my crew who is swiping on the app. If you wanted to DM somebody and tell them how bomb they look or you wanted to talk nasty to somebody, he could do that. As a single man, I can't do that because people screenshot, they send, they're trying to get that 15 minutes. Like I can't tell you- you're in the limelight. Yeah, you can't tell people the nasty that you want to do. My friends sit on the app, they get the hottest guys. I just can't do that anymore because that's not my life. So sometimes, I miss having a nasty day. Like, I want to have a nasty, I want to go on a trip and get nasty, like, right. you know what I mean? But you have to constantly be looking over your shoulder. You have to constantly yeah. look over your shoulder because I don't know if the peacock is gonna like to see my asshole on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can end on that. I think we're gonna end on that. <laughs> All right, you guys, if you wanna see this conversation go down, go to the E! News YouTube, click on Just a Sip and watch this and many more unfiltered conversations. You guys know I love you. So if you have comments, if you want to tell me what you think about this one, you can leave them on the YouTube site or you can go ahead and leave them right in the reviews on Spotify or iTunes. Do not forget to subscribe and send your favorite Just a Sip to your friends.